Well, good morning, Life Church. How are you doing? Good, good. Don't listen to Ryan. He totally called me up and told me to match him. So don't, don't listen to him. But how was your Christmas? Yeah? Hey, we still don't have any snow. Now it's like we didn't get it for Christmas. It's like just leave it now, right? That's how it is. But good, a good Christmas is for my wife and I. We were just here and and uh, this, after the Sunday, actually, we're going to be, my parents rented a cabin for two days, and so we're going to uh, kind of as a family get together and put the keys away and just stick together for two days, so, so that's going to be fun, but one of our traditions for our Christmas, we have a couple, one was, you know, the day after Thanksgiving is when we set everything up, uh, put the tree up, get the music going, uh, the next one, we always open a present uh, before Christmas morning, uh, but one of our ornament, or our traditions is that we buy a ornament for our tree every year, and we put our name on it, we put the year on it, and uh, this is our, our second Christmas as a married couple, and so uh, looking back on last year's ornament, uh, we were actually in Missouri at that time, and it was kind of our first Christmas away from home, and, and when I look back at that, that ornament, um, this year, it just it took me back to like the memories of our first year of marriage and being in like the warmest winter I've ever had and and all these things and and it kind of was a memorial for us. It just it reminded us of all these things that have happened, you know, in that year. And we all tend to to do that, uh, whether we realize it or not. We make these memorials, and you do that now. If you who made a Christmas card this year. No one in the room made a Christmas card. Okay, there it is. There's like 40 of them. I got a couple of yours, so I know you did. But if you made a Christmas card, I mean, that's kind of like a memorial of this year's Christmas. I mean, if you have kids, you know, 10 years from now, you'll look back at that, and you'll, you'll realize, oh, you, it'll take you to those, those feelings and the memories of, you know, what age your kids were and, and, and the, you know, those memories. And so just like that, how we make memorials in the Bible all the time you find stories of, pe- of people making altars or memorials to remind themselves of events. And so if you got your Bibles today, we're going to look at a story um, that God tells Joshua to make a memorial. So if you got it, open up to Joshua 4, 1 through 7. Joshua 4, 1 through 7. Joshua 4. If you don't have your Bible, it's going to be up here on the Sky Bible behind me. Uh, But if you have it, here we go. When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you. Put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the twelve men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe. He said to them, go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of tribes of the Israelites to serve as a sign among you in the future. When your children ask you what do these stones mean, tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. Lord, I just pray today that 
uh, on, this, on this December Sunday morning, Lord, that we come together before you and we, we look at your word, your living word that you are alive through. And I just pray that you speak to us through this story, Lord, about memorials and how we can forget things at times. And, and you've always been faithful in our life. And we've got to remind ourselves. And, and uh, we're just thankful for, for being here today. And, uh, and everyone at Life Church said, Amen. Amen. Now, for me, I had a time uh, in college where I had this mentor. And so I, I looked up to this mentor. He was a guy who I wanted to be like. He was a youth pastor. And so I was, I was going to be a youth pastor in college. And, and so I'm like, I want to be like this guy. I love how he loves people, how he loves the Lord, and how he, he leads a youth ministry. And so I really looked up to him. And he was a mentor of mine. We played basketball together. And, and one day it came to a season where he transitioned from his church to another church. And I, I found myself getting a call, and they call me up, and they go, Nate, you know, we think that you would be a good fit to fill his shoes. And, and for me, one, that was a huge humbling honor, but I was freaking out. You know, I was, I mean, like, if you've ever been in one of those spots, like if you've been a life group leader, you know, or, or part of a life group that we here at, have here at Life Church, and all of a sudden you got asked to lead one, and now you got to be in this, like, authoritative role, you know, or if you've been, like, in your work room, and now you're in charge of people at work, like, that feeling of, of you're in charge, and you got to fill someone's shoes, that's how I was feeling. And so I was just panicking, and I was excited, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know how I can fill you know, my mentor's shoes. Well, right now, it, in Joshua is feeling that exact same feeling. Okay, Moses, Moses just died, and Joshua now is, is going to be in charge of the Israelites. And so he's been, he's been with Moses this whole time. He's been following him and through, out of Egypt where God delivered them. And now Moses is, is gone, and Joshua is freaking out. He's got to fill his shoes. He's got to lead them. And so much so that in the first chapter, God tells Joshua to be strong and courageous. Four times. And I mean, you know, one chapter is usually like a half a page. But he's, that's, how, that's how much he's freaking out. And so God tells him, be strong and courageous. So Joshua kind of gets over that and he gets excited. And so he's going he's gonna to lead the Israelites into um, the promised land. So they've been wandering the desert for 40 years and, and they're finally there. And so they come to the Jordan River, and, and their next place that they come to is Jericho. And so Jericho is next on the list. This is the promised land. We are finally here. And so Joshua sends two spies into Jericho. And so they make their way in, and this is actually where we find the story of Rahab the prostitute. And she ends up saving them. And so Jericho finds out that they're there, that there's two spies, so they go looking for them. And they stop at this house, and, you know, people are starting to know in Jericho that the Israelites are coming. And so they're kind of panicking a little bit, and so she's like, hey, I know who you are. I know you're God. You guys are going to take over uh, Jericho someday. And so she says, I'll hide you as long as you save my family. And so, all right, they hide them. We make that deal with you. We'll, we'll save you and your whole family. She hides them. People come by, stop at the door. She kind of lies to them and tells them that they snuck out already. And, you know, while they're not looking, they sneak out and they hide out for a couple days. And, 
and uh, they get away. And so they go back to Joshua, <clears throat> and they go, Joshua, we're ready to take over, okay? They know that we're coming. God's at hand. Like, he's going to give us Jericho. And so Joshua's like, all right, let's, let's go. And so as they're moving, you know, they come to the Jordan River. And so at this time, the Jordan River is like about 90 feet wide, 10 feet deep normally. So it's not crazy, but it's at the time of harvest. And so this is a time where it would be raining a lot, uh, floods would be coming, uh, landslides would be happening. And so it's kind of like the worst time to cross it. And so they get to this point, and you know, Joshua's kind of getting nervous. And so God says, hey, today I'm going to exalt you in front of all Israel. Okay, I'm going to show you that I'm with you, that these people, when they followed Moses, they can follow you just like me. And so what he tells us is, hey, when the priests are carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, when they get in the water, watch, I'm going to cut off the river. And so sure enough, they go, they get in there as soon as it happens. God, it says that he cut off the river upstream and the water stops. And so they go through and, and on their way. But this is where the story gets good. Now, verse 1 through 3 says, When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, then Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. Fast forward to verse 7. Tell them... That the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord when it passed over the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off, so these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. Now the Israelites have a track record of forgetting what God's done in their life. Okay, when they, when they were in Egypt and God delivered them out of Egypt with Pharaoh, I mean they came to the Red Sea and then they were panicking thinking that they're going to get killed. God parts the Red Sea, they get through. Now they're in the desert, and they're starving. And they go, oh, man, I would rather die hungry in Egypt than die in the desert. And so they just they have this track record of forgetting, just like all of us. We, we forget what God's done in our life. And so God tells Joshua to do something. He tells him to make a memorial when you get on the other side. Pick up 12 stones. There are 12 tribes of Israel. So for each tribe, pick up one stone. And when you get to that other side, make, make a memorial. And so the definition of a memorial is something, especially a structure, established to remind people of a person or an event. Now, do I have any golfers in the room? Yeah. Yes. Come on. We got some golfers. Now, I, I can't remember the last time that I could have golfed in December in Wisconsin, but I feel like, you know, you probably could right now. But... I was golfing, I was a sophomore in high school, and I'm with my friend Jack, and so we're on the fourth hole, par three, 107, 100, no, 154 yards, I tee it up, and I go first, because I won the last hole, and, and I hit it, and on the green, I see the ball land on the front, and the green goes up and on the back, and so I saw it land on the front, I got a pin in the back, and it makes its way, so I know it's on, and so I kind of, you know, go off and let my friend Jack hit, and he hits on. We see it on the front of the green. We know it's there, and so we, we walk up. Now, if you're not a golfer, a hole-in-one is something that a golfer could be golfing his whole life and never get one. And so it's rare. It's really lucky. And, and so we're, we walk up there, and we get on the green, 
and we see one golf ball. And so we're like, me and Jack look at each other, we're like, and we're like, all right, we're not going to look. We're going to look around the green first to see if the ball, maybe the ball went off, maybe it hit the flag, maybe it ran on the fringe. So we look around, there's no golf ball. And so we look at each other, we're like, let's go look. So we walk together, and we're holding each other in arms, and we walk up, and we look in the hole, and it's in there. And so we just go berserk, we go crazy, and we are just screaming like little girls, and we're just so pumped. I got a hole in one. I mean, my, like, it's just lucky. And, and so actually, when you get a hole in one, they'll put your name on like the clubhouse at the, at the golf course. But the weird rule is you have to like finish 18 holes in order to, to get that. And so we were only going to play nine, so we had to finish 18, right, to get your name on there. And so we played like the fastest 14 holes of our life to get done. Um, but for me at home, I have that golf ball. I have that golf ball in a little case, which is a nerdy thing, but I have it in a case. <laughs> Didn't even wash the dirt off of it. Still dirty. And, but that ball, like that is a memorial to me. Like I, I walk in my room, I have like a little sports room, and I have it up there, and I see that. And it takes me back to that day with Jack. It takes me back to, you know, the feelings and what the weather was like and those emotions that we had. We were just screaming. And so whenever I see that, it just takes me back. And so we, we do that. And so, like, if you've been married, you know, wives, a lot of times you keep your wedding dress, right? I mean, if you keep your wedding dress, you see that, that's a memorial to you. It takes you back to that day. It takes you back to the people that were around you. I mean, students, if you, when you're a senior, you, a lot of times people will take senior pictures. And one, you'll look back and realize, why did you have your hair like that? I had curly hair. And, um, but that's a memorial. It'll, it'll remind you of what high school was like. It'll remind you of what, you know, to, to those, to those feelings, those days. I mean, even parents, if you have kids, how many of you have kept things from your, your children's past? Like my parents kept like a little Nike shoe. Um, and so that, it took me that, but I mean, if you kept crafts or like pottery that they made, I mean, all that, that takes you back to those moments you know, and those feelings uh, that you had. And so just like that, God is asking Joshua to do the same thing. And so he says, all right, Joshua, make, make this stone. So Joshua 20 through 24, it says, And Joshua set up to Gilgal, and the twelve stones that they had taken out of the Jordan, he said to the Israelites, In the future, when your descendants ask their parents, What do these stones mean? Tell them, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before until we had crossed over. He did this so that all the peoples of all the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. Now, I'll tell you, one of the, you've probably heard this statement before, but if God can't, or if the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. If the devil can't make you sin, he will make you, you busy. And I, I can just think in my own life, I mean, the times that I get stressed out the most is when I'm just going. And so what happens when, that, when we get busy, we forget. We forget what, what God's done. We forget uh, the things that he's done in our past and how faithful he's been. And so just as God instructed Joshua to make this memorial, of what he did for the Israelites, it is just as important for you and I to make memorials of what God has done in our own lives. Just like that, just for them, just like the Israelites, we forget. 
we, we get going, we get busy, and all of a sudden, you know, we forget what, you know, we, presents we gave last year. You know, let alone do we forget what God did when we were in high school or when we were in college or when we got married. And so just like that, if you make memorials of your own life, two things are going to happen. First thing is, it will remind you of God's faithfulness. Now, verse 24, he did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful, so that you might always fear the Lord your God. I mean, making a memorial of your own life, you know, it's going to remind you of how faithful God's been. Um, You know, it's going to show you the times that, you know, only he delivered you. Now, for me... In college, I was, um, I actually went to go to be a businessman. I loved golf, and I wanted to go into, like, golf marketing. And so I went to college for my first two years as a business major. And for me, I was kind of wrestling with, like, being fulfilled. And it just, I loved it, but it wasn't fulfilling inside. And it just, it just felt like that might not have been the calling God had on me. And so I kind of was asking, like, Lord, show me what's going to make me fulfilled. And so for me... It was actually, I commuted about a half hour, uh, and I was actually on my way back to basketball practice, and on my way, about halfway through, um, if you've ever had one of those moments where the Lord just touches you, and I just had like this, he just showed me this picture of me in youth ministry, and it was like 100% fulfillment, and one of those moments where you just emotionally, God just touches you, and you just can't control it, and you just feel it, and I'm just crying, and I don't know why I'm crying, and, and God was showing me, Nate, you know, you in youth ministry, that's what's going to make you fulfilled. That's the specific calling I have for you. And so when that happened, as soon as I went back to, to school, I got there before practice, and I went to the admissions office, and I, I changed my major that day. Changed it to youth ministry, and, and my mentor was like, hey, make, on a piece, get a piece of paper, write down what happened, sign it, date it. And so I wrote down... Um, I have this in my room on a piece of paper. It said, God showed me a vision of happiness and fulfillment in youth ministry. And I dated it and I signed it. And to this day, I have that piece of paper next to my bed. And for me, that was a time where I, I made a memorial of, of what God's done. And I can tell you, I mean, even, even to today, it's just there's times where I kind of struggle with, you know, am I doing the right thing, God? Am I, am I honoring you? And that memorial helps me to remind me of how faithful God has been in my life. And so for you today, my prayer is that today, right now, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, that he's kind of bringing up these moments and these times in your life where God stepped in. Now, it might not be a career change. It might not be something like that, but a time where, you you know, you were sick and he healed you or a time where, you know, you just have this family dynamic and he helped you through it or anything. And so today, open up your hearts because God's going to speak to you about these moments, these key moments, just like in the Israelites, that he wants us to remind ourselves daily of what he's done. And so two things, again, one, it's going to show you God's faithfulness. It'll remind you of his faithfulness. But the second thing is it's going to keep us focused on what is yet to come. It'll keep us focused on what is yet to come. Now, I... You know, whatever, whatever, we, whatever we focus on, we see. And so for me, my wife and I, we haven't, we haven't had kids yet, and we're thinking, oh, we're going to wait a couple of years. And one of our dreams is to have a truck. And so I've always wanted a truck. So like three weeks ago, we started, we're like, let's just go test drive some, right? Like, let's go out there. Let's go test drive some. And so we went to the Ford dealer. We wanted an F-150. And, and so we tested, used one. We, tr- we tried out a new one. And, 
it is amazing how before I ever like was focusing on a truck, like I didn't notice them while I was driving on the highway or anything. Now that I test drove one, everywhere I go I see a truck. I mean, I ever on the highway I'll see three, and I'm like Ford, Chevy, you know, and I'm just, and like everywhere I go I see a truck now, and but it's because I was focusing on it. You know, whatever we focus on, we see. And so just like that, you know, when we make a memorial, we focus on, you know, what's yet to come. Colossians 3.2 says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. And so when we make these memorials, it's going to, one, remind us of God's faithfulness. But two, it's going to keep us focused on what's yet to come. I mean, if we're focusing on what God did in the past, we're going to totally see what he's doing now. If you can remind yourself of what God has done in your past, you are much more likely to see what he is doing in your present. If you're a note taker, got your Bible, this is one you want to write down. If you can remind yourself of what God has done in your past, you are much more likely to see what he is doing in your present. Now, just this past Monday, <clears throat> if you remember, it was really rainy, and I was driving into work to here. And I fishtailed, and I spun on the highway, and I went on 41 and went into the, the guardrail. Oh, it's not guardrail. It's like the metal, you know, medians. And I spun. Ex- exhaust got ripped off, and I totaled our only car. Yeah, this 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 Monday. And, and so when I spun, you know, all I was thinking, don't hit anybody. Don't hit anybody because I didn't want to hit another car because that would be much worse. And so when I hit it, and I was sitting there, you know, and I had to take a couple deep breaths. And I called 911 and told them I need a, you know, I need a, a tow truck. Uh, but then I called my wife. But then after that, I was kind of having like, you know, those 30 seconds where you're just reminiscing and picturing your mind. And, and, it, and I can honestly say, um, because of those memorials that I put in my life, uh, those things that I've reminded myself of God, it was much more easy for me to say, hey, Lord, I trust you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. This is our only car. You know, we're, Christmas is coming up. What we're going to do? But hey, I, I trust you. You know, like uh, we're safe. That's all that matters. And and I know that there's been times in my past where I haven't had these memorials and and those kind of, um, you know, life changing moments that happen. Um, you know, I've kind of chosen to not trust God with. I've chosen to not rely on what's going to happen and kind of get in a pity party. And uh, I mean, long story short, we got a car this week, and so we're all good. But because of those memorials that I put in my life, it's much more easy for us to to remind ourselves of what God's doing, of what He's doing now. And so, uh, we're getting towards the end here. And and uh, before we end, I have a question for you. And you might have heard this question before, but if you woke up this morning with only the things that you thanked God for yesterday what would you have? I'll repeat it. If you woke up this morning with only the things that you thanked God for yesterday, what would you have? When I first heard it, I was like, shoot, I'm not going to have many things, right? I'm not going to have much. And, uh, and so when I first heard that, I'm like, man, that's, um, yeah, I want to have some things. I want to be thankful. So when I, I have these prayer cards at home that I, um, I write and I try to pray every night and every morning just to help me remind myself. And, 
And so I made a thankful prayer card that night after someone told me that. And uh, so I wrote down my, you know, the big things in life. You know, my family, my wife, my job, my apartment, my car. But then I thought to myself, I'm like, I want to be really thankful. So I started writing down like the Green Bay Packers, the bucks that I've shot, um, you know, my, my basketball memories, my golf clubs. And... And so I'm like, hey, if I, if I were to be thankful for what I got, I want to have a lot, you know. And so I had this long prayer card um, of what it is. But I kind of was reminding myself in that time, you know, what, it's, it's much more easy to be thankful when you remind yourself of what God's done or what you have. It's much more easy to be content and, and be thankful for what, you know, what we got. I mean... 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you through Christ Jesus. And so I'm just thinking, how do I do that? You know, how do we remind ourselves? And we remind ourselves by making memorials. And so, you know, I want to end today with, with leaving you a question. <clears throat> you know, my question is, what's... What memorials do you need to make in your life today when you go home? You know, what, what situation are you going through that maybe you've lost focus of God's fingerprint in your life? Uh, for me, I, uh, we actually were on this trip, and I just want to say I'm so thankful to be uh, the youth pastor here at Life Church. I get to spend time with your youth and your students and and uh, nothing makes me more happy than seeing them grow in the relationship with Jesus. And, and this summer, we got to go on a trip to El Salvador, a missions trip. And, and uh, one of our students, uh, Tony Pearson, we were at this, this church tent. And so there were hundreds of, of people in this church tent. And outside, I mean, it was steaming hot, but it was awesome. And, um, you know, they had this altar call. And Tony got baptized in the Holy Spirit there. And, and I just kind of was, it was cool because I was able to sit in the background and kind of just reminisce on what God was doing and our students and, and talking to Tony afterwards. He told me he got baptized. And, and so I, I grabbed a stone from, from that altar. And I mean, it's just a little piece of rock. And, um, you know, I kept it with and I kind of said, Lord, I'm going to give this to him when, I, when you want me to. And, um, and so it was actually just a couple weeks, no, two weeks ago, uh, for our Christmas service at Student Life that I just felt like it was time to give it to him. And so gave it to him. And long story short, it, it he had a rock that he threw away that it, it kind of reminded him of what God's done in his past. And I just said, God, that's so cool that how you work like that. And, and I, I just believe that today God's doing some great things in our lives. And a lot of times he does through the great things or the hard times. I mean, like they had to cross the Jordan River at the worst time of the year. But that's when he did the coolest and most miraculous miracle in front of them. And so, again, today my question is, what memorial do you need to make in your life to show God's fingerprint in your life? Lord, I just pray right now that as we, we end today and we get towards this, um, this New Year's time and 2015 is ending and 2016 is upon us and it's a time that we, we reminisce on the past year and, and things that we've done with our families and friends and the good and the bad. Lord, I just pray that as, as this time comes, that we all 
myself included, make, make these memorials of these times in our lives that you've, you've changed us, these times that show us that you're in control. Um, and I know that it just happens at the worst time. Um, you know, no, no accident usually happens at a good time. Lord, but, but your fingerprint is, is upon us here at Life Church and in our lives. And so I just pray today that faith will, will rise in this room when we walk out these doors as we make these memorials that, you know, the devil trying to, to take us down by making us busy, Lord, but by making these memorials, Lord, that we are remembered how faithful you are and also it keeps us on focus on what's yet to come. And Lord, we just love you, Life Church. Lord, you've blessed us and and we're thankful for this year in 2015, and we are believing for a better year uh, in 2016. And, and uh, we love you so much. Amen.